Dear friends, Jesus says to you, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Amen. The United States National Highway Traffic Safety Administration reports that the number one cause of traffic accidents in our country is distracted driving. 80% of all traffic accidents are caused by distracted driving, whatever that might be. Probably looking at the cell phone, checking text messages, surfing Facebook, maybe putting on makeup or eating your lunch in your lap or checking your work on your laptop, whatever it might be. 80% distracted driving is dangerous and can be deadly. But those aren't the only distractions that can be dangerous and deadly. Distractions can be dangerous and deadly to our faith as well. And there are many things that would distract us, isn't there? Many things that would distract us from, from our God and from his word. Maybe, for use, often it is your cell phone. <laughs> But I'm guessing if I got to talk to you guys individually, probably one of the biggest distractions that many of you, if not most of you, would, would mention was, is the busyness of life. I hear it continually, and it comes out of my mouth too when people ask me, how you doing? Busy. And I don't know why we do that. Why do we say that we're so busy? Is it, is it because we want some pity? Is it because... We wear it as a badge of honor. Or maybe it's an excuse. But the fact is, we cause our busyness, don't we? Now, yes, there's things that we have to do. There's things that need to get done. And your life might be busy, but just take a look at your schedule. Take a look at the seven days in your week and see how much of that busyness is really necessary, is really needed and is caused by you, and you can control and even get rid of if you want to, how easy it can become a distraction. The busyness of this life. And that's where the devil comes in with his slyness then too. Because if we look at our schedules, if we look at the busyness of our lives, very often they're good things. Very often, there are things that are God-pleasing. Taking care of your family is a good thing. Working your job to earn a paycheck so that you can buy food and clothing and pay for your shelter is a good thing. Caring for an aged parent. Cleaning your house. All of these things that our schedules are filled up with very often are good things. But the devil loves to come in and tell us that those are the most important things. And it's a lie. You see, we, we do these things that are good, and we even can do them for God, but they can actually take our focus off of God. 
our busyness, which is often filled with many good things, can easily become something sinful when it takes our focus off the most important thing. That busyness can actually become an idol to us that becomes more important than God who gives us these things to do. Martha had that problem. In our gospel lesson this morning, it's a familiar account to many of you. There's two sisters, Mary and Martha, who were good friends of Jesus. We learn in the gospel of John that they have a brother too. His name is Lazarus, the one that Jesus raised from the dead. And, and we know from that account that, that Jesus was very close with this family. They loved Jesus and Jesus loved them. And when Martha hears that Jesus is passing through, she's not going to hesitate to invite Jesus to come and spend some time and to make a meal for him and serve him. And that was a good thing. That was a wonderful thing that Martha wanted to do. And it probably wasn't just Jesus either, right? He's traveling with his disciples. It's probably 13 guys, maybe even more that she invites to come to her home and serve them. And remember the times. This is roughly 2,000 years ago. She's going to make a meal for 13 hungry guys, and it's all from scratch. It's not pop a pizza in the oven or call DoorDash or go get some delivery down the street. It's preparing everything from scratch. We're talking about hours of preparation, hours of work. And Martha is seeing this is a way that she can show her love for Jesus and serve Jesus. It's a good thing. Except, it distracts her from the most important thing. As the day goes on, Martha starts to get upset. And Martha starts to get upset because she believes she's doing something very good, which she is, but she looks into the other room and sees Mary, her sister, just sitting there doing nothing. Nothing. And she's so angry. She's so upset at her sister and the situation, and, hey, I'm trying to do this good thing for Jesus and serve him, and I got no help here, that she goes to Jesus and says, Don't you care? Don't you care, Jesus, that that my sister has left me to do all the work? Jesus, tell her to help me. And then Jesus brings her some perspective. Listen again to what Jesus says. Again, this is from our gospel lesson in Luke 10. It's printed out there for you in the service folder if you have your Bible open. He says this, Martha, Martha. And I say it that way because that's the way I believe Jesus is saying it. It's not a scolding. It's a gentle rebuke. Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. Friends, if if you're like me, you can identify with Martha here. That you can be so busy in life doing good things. Things that really are God-pleasing. 
things. Things that are done in love. Things that you do for others to serve them. Good things. But good things that can so easily distract us from the most important thing. Jesus says, Martha, he doesn't, he doesn't tell her that you know, what she's doing is a bad thing. But he says, you're worried. And you're upset. You're distracted by all these things that are fine and good, but you're missing out on what matters most, on what is most important. He says, few things are needed. Few things are really necessary. And then he says, but indeed, really only one in the end. I'm not going to rebuke Mary. I'm not going to tell her to get up and help you because she's chosen what is better. And what she has chosen will never be taken from her. You know what it feels like to be worried and distracted and upset about many things. The picture here in the, in the original language for Martha, she's, she's running around doing all sorts of things like a, like a chicken with her head cut off. And you know what that feels like. You look at your schedule, you look at your week, you look at your month, maybe your year, and say, I don't know what to do first. We're so worried and distracted and upset about so many things. And if we actually sit down and think about them and analyze them, how many of them are really needed? And are we missing out on really what's most important? Mary's told that what she has chosen will not be taken from her because what she has chosen is something that matters not just for this life, but for eternity. Because where Mary is sitting is at the feet of Jesus. Intently listening to every single word that is coming out of his mouth. So enveloped and Devoted to listening to Jesus' words that maybe she hasn't even noticed that her sister's running around and doing all these things because she's so enraptured by the voice of her Savior. Mary has chosen what is better. Jesus is not saying that these other things aren't good, but she has chosen what is better and it will not be taken from her. And friends, why is Jesus better? Why is putting him first the most important thing? Even over all these other good things? Because he alone can bring us what we're all trying to find in our busyness. Purpose. Joy. A sense of contentment and peace. Right? Why are we doing all these things? Why are we trying to find them in all these things when we can find them in Jesus? Because everything else in this life, everything else that fills your schedule, while they might be good and in a sense important for this life, they are only for this life. All of it will be taken away. All of it will eventually be gone. All of it. But what Jesus offers to you will never be taken away. What Jesus offers to you will always be better 
and more fulfilling and filled with more joy and more contentment and more peace because of who he is. You are invited to come and to sit at the feet of God himself and listen to him. You are invited to come and to sit at the feet of God who took on flesh and with those feet walked this sinful earth. But you never walked into sin or temptation for you. This perfect Savior whose feet were never led into sin or temptation for you. You were invited to come and to sit at the feet of this one who allowed nails to be pierced through those feet. At a cross. And there to suffer hell. And to die. For all of the times that you have put yourself and your life and your busyness above God. For all the times that you have tried to find your purpose and your joy in the busyness of this life. Jesus died. You are invited to sit at the feet of this one who on those same two feet walked out of a tomb to prove to you that you have hope for something beyond this life. That yes, you have new life right now in him, but you have a life eternal waiting for you with him. You are invited to sit at the feet of this Jesus who loves you and forgives you who has saved you, who says, come and listen to me in my word. Come and find what your soul so desperately longs for. Come and find the rest that your heart and mind long for. And then when you look at your life, when you see that this is the most important thing, when this has to take first place before absolutely everything else in my life, sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to him, then our life has to change, doesn't it? I mean, maybe there's some things that you look at in your life that are causing you busyness that you have to say, I've got to let those things go. Because those things just aren't as important. Whatever it might be, maybe it's a hobby. Or maybe it's, you know what, we're not going to put the kids in yet another thing that's going to take up more time. Or maybe it's cutting down on the TV time or the social media time. Whatever it is, maybe there are things that you see in your life that are, are cramming your schedule more full and taking you away from what's most important that you just have to say, I'm, I'm, we're, putting, we're getting rid of those things. But yet, there are still things that are going to be there. Things that have to get done. Things that are going to make your life busy. Busyness is not a sin. when it's kept in proper perspective. You still have to take care of the kids. You still got to go to work. You still got to take care of the aging parents. Right? You're still going to be busy, but when you remember that the most important thing and you choose what is best first, it helps you as you go through the busyness of this life, doesn't it? It helps you keep everything in perspective. It helps you to remind you that the purpose of my life is not to fill it with things, but to focus on Jesus. 
when I sit at his feet and listen to him, I'm reminded that in the busyness of this life, why I'm doing all these things and, and to keep on going and doing them when I don't feel like doing them. Because my purpose and my peace and my contentment are found in this one who invites me to sit at his feet. And so, friends, maybe, maybe it's a good way to think about this. When you start to feel overwhelmed and when you start to worry and become upset about many things, when you become distracted by all the things of this life, maybe that's Jesus' call to you to come and to rest. As we just sang, to come away from rush and hurry and sit at his feet. When those things start to overwhelm you and overcome you and make you worry and afraid and, and upset, Come and sit at the feet of Jesus. Because that's the time you need him absolutely the most. And friends, isn't that what we're doing here? Isn't that why we gather here? I mean, I, God forbid that, that you see your time here on a Sunday morning is just something that adds more busyness to your schedule. God forbid that the thought of coming or attending a, a Bible study adds to more busyness in your schedule. Or that just opening up your Bible at home or reading a devotion with your family just makes your life busier. God forbid that. Because it's in those very times, here and in His Word, that you're invited to come away from rush and hurry and all the busyness of this life and to find what your soul desperately needs. That you long for those times. You look forward to those times to sit at Jesus' feet and listen. And friends, you don't have to go away and rush and hurry out of here this morning either. You know that? There's 45 minutes of Bible study in Sunday school and teen Bible study afterwards. You don't have to rush away and hurry to those things. Come and sit at the feet of Jesus and listen. Listen to what only he can offer you to, to you. Take time to rest. Come. Jesus invites you to because it's the most important thing so that you can go and do all those things you got to do in life. Find rest. Find peace. Find your purpose here in Christ. Choose what is better. Amen. Please stand.